Welcome to Tales from the Majestic Mothership. Majestic Hudson fosters connection, inspires creativity, and supports a compassionate lifestyle one blissful experience at a time. Please follow us at MajesticHudson.com and all social media where we can help you follow your bliss. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. I love when that voice comes up. This meeting is being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite as uh, ASMR soothing as. No, what I we're feel like I'm in like accomplish. the Jetsons or something. It's like we're trying <laughs> to get as far away from the Jetsons as we can. Of course, none of you have heard this. So they're like, what are they talking about already? I know. Just press know. forward five more seconds, folks. You know, it yeah. takes a while. This is yeah. a mid afternoon podcast. Normally, I'm sleeping at this hour. Me on too. <laughs> yeah. Says the manifestors. By the yeah. way, we're doing an episode on human design. Like that yeah. aspect. Oh, oh so. yeah. It's it's in the notes, it's in the books. We're we're mulling it like some sweet warm wine. You yes. know, we're we're getting ready. We've got yeah, all indeed. the all the things coming your way. Well, it is October eleventh. I like that because it's my favorite fucking number. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a feel good double number, you know, 1111, make a wish. It's just, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of magic there for sure. Always, always. Yeah. Um. So yeah, before we go get our manis and petties. Oh yeah. Cause we're fancy spiritualists um, <laughs> or stylish, I should say. Well, you did just show me a Scooby-Doo manicure. I did. For the YouTube people, <laughs> these are my Scooby nails. <laughs> it's so the season fun. of scooby it's, it's that's so why funny. i love october i, I just i've been um taking some restorative naps and i've been having like season one of scooby-doo like 1969 scooby-doo like in oh, the background while i sleep out. it's it's remarkable um this is my wellness advice for all of you to try <laughs> i know it's not your typical orthodox wellness ritual but just next time you take a nap put on some scooby-doo in the background see what it does this is another way to transcend all realms folks yes exactly scooby-doo circa 1969 it's that's that's my favorite one my favorite season is the first season it's got <laughs> all the good ups it's got you know, it's it just feels so cozy, even though it's a little oh spooky. God. It's the right amount of spooky. You know, yeah, we don't have to go. go find that man. Put the yeah. streaming in the notes for sure for everybody. Oh, yeah. If you have HBO Max, you have oh. access to oh. all of them. There we so, go. There we yeah. go. Yep. So yep. Uh, speaking of transcending, um, I think, uh, well, we already tried to check to talk, ugh, talked about this, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> it has been um I just got back from that retreat with Cheryl Strait, and my mind was completely blown. I'm um, so excited. And and and, um, and you know, being on retreat in October always always reminds me of all the great transcendentalists, you know, which I I hope to walk in their honored footsteps in many ways, shape, or form. Even though it's like unego related, um, we all transcend in different ways. We all find ways of like blending our spirituality and nature and how do we like come together, but how do we be alone and, mm-hmm. and how, um, here comes Hari. I was um, just about to say, he heard us talking about his <laughs> whole life philosophy and came right in. I'm getting whacked in the face. I know. Heart. I see yeah. that. <laughs> I think he thinks you're a pinata. <laughs> That's so, so funny. funny. All right, it's it, all about him. I know. It always is. It always is. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, yeah. So throw out the the definition, and then like I don't know. We could just like Oktoberfest for transcendentalists. Yeah. We should just tell our talk about our faves. Yeah, or at least we're totally. inspired by some people, and even ourselves. You know what are what are because uh, this is not like a I don't know what the word is. It's not really like dogma or something you're you're following. It's a way of life, and yeah. it's a way of life that supports you in an incredibly. Um, hence the, the, the term, you know, trans transcendent way, like, yeah. you know, how do you transcend your daily life? How do you get out there? How do you, how do you morph, you know? Yeah. So many different it's, things. It's a, a looser uh, definition I find in terms of like a, a lifestyle model it's not so much like a list of mm-hmm. things to achieve in order to live your most fulfilled life. It's more of just like this overarching explanation of, you know, mostly how to view life and how to be among it. Um, but I'll just get um, yeah, a little more technical that. and sure. read the definition. Um Transcendentalism is a philosophical movement that developed in the late 1820s in New England, which I mean, Drop come on, money. people, come yeah, on, again, people. Let's trade New York from Boston. Yeah, just saying it started in fucking Boston. So um, transcendentalism is a core belief in the inherent of goodness of people and nature, um, and while society and its institutions have corrupted the purity of the individual, people are at their best when truly self-reliant and independent. Um, transcendentalists, true transcendentalists, saw divine experience inherent in the everyday rather than a distant heaven, so mm. to speak. So seeing physical and spiritual phenomena as a dynamic element of their everyday life versus a list of earthly duties you need to achieve in order to reach the divine. The divine yeah. is already among us, essentially. Yes. Which, you know, I, I, that's actually a really, really great point because um, uh, I've been, um, th- you, sometimes when I quote lots of people that you know, and sometimes they are like divinely sourced people, saints, yeah. You know, people who are like great preachers or things like that, but you're right they're They're more, that's a little bit of a difference. There are transcendentalists too, but they do seek a higher power. Right. Where us, you know, plain Janes and Joes on the earth. Yeah. You know, we, we, we transcend and that we're just going to kick around, like, like put her <laughs> in the bucket. Like every there's time. an overarching theme. This yeah. Episode. And then I don't think there's a word. I don't think there's a word to replace it. Ellie. No, there's not. It's like the so. word. Yeah. I love that word. And it's I love that, that it, that what it means and how we feel, because it just feels like, here's my heart and it's like light and I'm opening. Right. And then I look up and there's light and I look down and there's light and then you're yeah. light and then he's light <laughs> and this plant is light. And yeah, he's a big beam of light. Yes. <laughs> he's a fluffy literally, light. Literally. Well also, and I mean, I have no really strong opinion or judgment on this but mm-hmm. sainthood is only acquired uh after death oh um, good point so you know it's 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 a and i mean it's it's an honoring you know mm-hmm. title to receive but it does i think sort of cement in that idea 
of, you know, the divine is elsewhere. It is, mm. it is afterlife versus, you know, transcendentalism is really um, the belief in the divine and life coexisting together and finding that among, you know, the earth and the elements. Yeah, I um, love that. It's, it's but, interesting. It's cool. And I love that word you used earlier with the purity of it. You know the purity mm -hmm. of it. That's a, that's a good that's a good word, in in many senses too, because it's like, you know, the sum of the parts. The the parts are very few. Yeah. You know, but but within all of those things, you know, whatever's yeah. going on in our mind, or you know, what it's experiencing around us on a walk, you know, things of that kind of nature. Did right. you know that it was a the that the that they had a, I got a fun fact ready for you, Boston girl. We need we need we need some pictures of a plaque that you're gonna find. There's a tr there was a transcendental club in Cambridge, Massachusetts. That that's when it started in September of 1836. Oh my god! So She's sending me on a scavenger hunt. I am. I am on a scavenger hunt, guys. I have to clock I in to go on a scavenger <laughs> hunt. <laughs> I'd be like, just give me the receipts. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would like. Can't wait to see that invoice. <laughs> There's a picture a very... of a bronze plaque on the <laughs> corner gonna... of Maine. And... <laughs> it's going to be a very sassy TikTok. All right, guys. My fucking <laughs> yeah. boss is sending me all over Massachusetts to find a plaque <laughs> for the Transcendentalist Club, <laughs> which is as abstract as it sounds. Oh, my God. So true. So, so true. funny. But that's really no, cool. it's great. I, I would love to pal around and go and try and find it. That'd be awesome. I know. That's the kind of thing that's up there with like, you know, when I was younger, my dad would be like, hey, you want to go to the graveyard and do graveyard rubbings? Sure. Right. Now I'm like, sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like, it's like, I realize now. Thanks, dad. Of course, I want to like do right on, you know, the gravestones of really prominent, cool people. It's true. It's true. There are many and, ways to honor the dead. And that's why she's so weird, guys. <laughs> Just one of them. This is what our parents do. They made us mm -hmm. weird. They made us this way. You know? So they're calling it a movement. God, I don't necessarily, I don't know how I feel about that word. I know. It's, I'm it's thinking politics. It's and, a little politicized, but I mean, I. Let me see if I can try and, mm -hmm. you know, rebrand the word, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think we could attribute. Here's me just like getting abstract going there. Mm -hmm. Although dead sober, it's 148 <laughs> in the afternoon. Like movement, I think, can also be equated to a journey of sorts. And through journeys, you know, there's vital lessons, there's discoveries to be made. And I think those in regards to transcendentalism is, you know, as you move through life, you discover the divine and you discover mm -hmm. little gifts. Love um that. So, you know, I think I think that is the transcendentalist view on movement mm -hmm. um, in in that, you know, in this space mm -hmm. of, of what that means, um, because I mean, like we said before, it's it is a little open ended, like what what it means to be a transcendentalist um, is is it. I think explained and detailed as such, but how you go about being a transcendentalist, I think it leaves more to the imagination. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's like, um, 
just planting that seed for everyone because I have to say like this particular weekend, you know, that I was away and right. I've been on hundreds of retreats. I think I can literally say I've been on hundreds of retreats. Either you probably have. Or been on there. Yeah. Like I, that's like legit folks. Yeah. Um, and I was literally in awe of being in the right place at the right time and enveloping, absorbing, I should say every last bit in a very individual way. Like, and what happens is, it's like, it doesn't matter where you are. So here I am at home now too, but it's like where you are, you are literally work, walking on sacred ground. Yeah. Like it's a good yeah. way to put it too. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like we just, especially after like, you know, with all due respect, disclaimer folks, cause I get some kickback on this. You know, we just honored yesterday, you know, indigenous, you know, peoples, but for yeah. us all, you know, sacred land that we share together, but also sacred land in our heads and mind space. Yes. And also exactly. our bodies are sacred, right? That's a temple that needs to yeah. be honored in many, many ways, you know, so the weather, but we're for this sake of this conversation, everybody, we're taking out like the words we throw around a lot, God and goddesses. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, and we're also taking out like from a Reiki prayer, like we always say, break, be um, spirit, spirit is guiding us, divine is God. We're taking that out of the equation. Yeah. So that like, let's entertain that a little bit. Um, Let's pull up some of our, some of the ones that are starting to um, inspire us. I'm going to let you go first because I literally have like a gazillion that I love and yeah, and of them I've talked about a lot, but we're going to, I'm actually, you do what I'm going to jump into um, Maggie Fuller after after you come up with one because sure one I haven't done too much about well the um the one that popped up for me and seemed significant was um annie dillard oh um, yes because i we were talking a little bit about her and and you were the one who kind of inspired me to go and do some research oh, um the abundance. This is one of there her. She is. But I was given to me. Actually, this was given to me by someone really special. But um, it, it this one you won the Pulitzer Prize, by the way. Yeah. Um, she. I mean, she's from Connecticut, so obviously I felt very seen. Um, she went to Holland's University in Roanoke. Um, Roanoke. <laughs> Yeah, where she studied literature and creative writing, which again, it's just, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, just trying partial. to manifest a little yeah. bit. Um, but um, the work that stood out to me was uh, Living by Fiction, which was written in 1982. Um, and it essentially was her theory about, quote, why flattening of character and narrative cannot happen in literature as it did when the visual arts rejected deep space for the picture plane. She later said that in the process of writing this book, she talked herself into writing an old fashioned novel um, and essentially just sort of respecting the roots of fiction and how fiction has evolved for better or worse to mm -hmm. be, I think, more saturated um, there's a ton of like post-apocalyptic futuristic works of literature that are out now, which mm -hmm. on, you know, one hand can be very cathartic. It, it talks about the human experience, um, in that way. Um, but on a, the other hand, I think, um, one reason why transcendentalists might 
not be quite as enthusiastic about those works is because they do kind of step away from nature and its origins and finding the divine in much more simplistic uh, places as opposed to, you know, man-made construction of, you know, what life is now, which is definitely much more industrial and and technological. Um, I mean, the biggest example of that, right, is like, you know, Walden Pond, right? You know, Emerson. Um, and we're not going to go there because those are the ones that everybody knows. <laughs> right. 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 Um, but yeah, I hear you like a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have like something in particular, like a, just a little excerpt or something? I want to spin some of that stuff around to people if we have anything. There's, well, there's a, a quote of, of her work um, that's called Mornings Like This, which is dedicated to found poetry. Okay. Um, and it's essentially taking phrases from um, old books. This is what she did. Mm, and mm. then creating poems. So, oh, yes. Yeah. So basically, you know, going back to the roots, back to old literature and sort of refurbishing it while still appreciating its original purpose. Um, and she has been quoted to say that was actually very challenging to do to to find you know lines that resonate still to this day but that it was a very humbling experience you know going back and appreciating um these old works of literature and and how it was a very humbling and honoring experience to to kind of walk in those artists footsteps and and appreciate their art in your own creative way. I think um, that's incredible. See, like this is, these are the juicy bits, right? This I is know. like <laughs> yeah. a collage, right? Of like, right. I mean, you can't, you can't even do that today. Cause right. I'm like, oh, do we, you know, I'm always like, is it fair use? Can we use that poem? Yeah, exactly. Use, I know. Can we use that photograph? And right. rightly so, but that was the kind of stuff was not always like available. And you know, right. where, where's the fine line? I mean, that's nature too. Like, yeah, you know, a seed falls on the ground and creates something else. Like, right. That's all part of the full circle. And that's what I do like about this kind of, it, it's, 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 um, an inherent cycle, like you said, of creativity and, and honoring the, I try not to say divine honoring the, um, what's another word, the, um, honoring your truest self, right. The greater the greater umbrella of truer form and right. the microcosms of those forms. Yeah. And how they overlap. And that's in literature though. I guess, you know, we're yeah. kind of focusing on literature in some ways. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll do another thing on, on um, naturalists another time or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, do we okay. sound high guys? Comment below. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. Do we sound stoned out of our minds? <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, I mean, Eddie Dillard. Yeah, exactly. Transcendentalism. <laughs> Watch Scooby-Doo. Know, um, right? <laughs> but Maybe it's so true, right? I mean, like it's um, like to, to put it in maybe a more um, modern and slightly detached term, like Nature is fair use, essentially. Mm-hmm. Nature yes. doesn't have a hierarchy really beyond a food chain. Right. Um, versus, you know, now everything is copywritten and there's so much ownership. Yes. And and in some ways that's great, you know, that people are, are you know, able to protect what they've yeah. created. Mm-hmm. But it also is very, you know, hierarchical. I mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. never say that word. Yeah. Um, and and that's man-made. 
and that's constructed by humans. And right. that is definitely um, not a very <laughs> transcendentalist mm-hmm. um, in in that way. So it's it's interesting. And also it's like this round, like I guess the other thing I wanted to bring out is like it becomes like a round table. The conversation continues. Like you and I are in that plane to have this conversation. And we right. hope to, at least in this little tidbit of a heavy almost high conversation. Um, <laughs> not really high, but you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the Emotionally high. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. literally pun intended. Yeah. Like, let's <laughs> think high above, right? Yeah. Let's think what's next? And we are not high. That's how people thought. And some people still do. You know, I have friends who send me quotes like first thing in the morning and I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, then I'll have a fr- another friend. We're like, did you do your I Ching today? And then we just dissect that. I mean, for yeah. those of you out there, I hope that we do plant a little seed that continue to find that amongst your people because yeah. that's what they did at the beginning yeah. of that century. And that yeah. doesn't happen as much anymore, you no. know, because it does have the label of like, what are you, are you a Buddhist? Are you a this? Are you a that? You know, you have, what club are you in? Instead of just being your, your, your club is you. Right, right. Get together with other club members who are other people and and share amazing ideas and allow each other to share. Yes. Which is so cool. Yeah. And not to get on my my mental health soapbox, but there- (laughs) As she spits it to you across the room. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think there there is a, a beauty and a strength in- taking the the proactive effort to to find that light amongst your life your environment your people Love that yeah you know yes. that's this is our round table that's literally yeah that's like that's the name of this is the round table of serendipitalist right yes totally and of course you know i mean listen as as someone who has had their own journey with that you know that's not going to cure you but mm-hmm. i think it can be incredibly healing in a way that maybe you didn't expect of like just taking those moments to to really see what you already have um, because it will help pave the way to moving towards, you know, what you need to find. Yeah, um, yeah. Simplify, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. simplify. It's true. Um, I'm going to bring up um, Margaret Fuller. And holy moly, I just found out so much about her. And <laughs> like another, well, I don't know. I don't want to go there exactly right away. But <laughs> um, like another incredible, incredible person. Let's see if, oh, this is her entire text. Like, uh, of course, everything I have is everybody's journals. By the way, I right. open in my book, right? And it is bookmarked on this page. And it's got basically a receipt from the Gotham comedy club. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what happened that night? I don't remember. <laughs> that's so weird, but I love oh that that's God. there. What a nice um, little relic. I know. Right. Oh my okay, God. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. She was also, so Margaret Fuller, right. Was one of the most important feminists of her day which is also important and we like to shine a light on, right? Philosopher, literary critic. She belonged to the New England intellectual community called the trend. Well, like you said, with, you know, she hung out with Emerson, Thoreau, all these people that we were talking about. Um, 
you're especially as a Boston person, we should bring up the, the Peabody sis- sisters. That's you know, true. Like Nath- yeah. Nathaniel Hawthorne, all those people, right? Ever. Um, so, oh, interesting. Followers remember not only for her writings, but also for her life and a series of undertakings to live up to her own ideal of transcending the then customary gender differentiations. Oh, very ahead of her time. That is very, (laughs) I did not know all of that. Right. Um, She was born in in, um, Cambridge Port, Massachusetts. And um, basically, yeah, she just kind of dived right into the literary circles. A lot of that kind of thing, same sort of thing. She, she hung out with the Peabody sisters. Like I said, um, I think she, she had like her own little sort of, um, she would get published, you know, like the dial was a big thing right up there in, in um, right. Boston area. She was supposed to receive a salary of 200 annually, but the money was never paid. Hmm. Huh? So she got pissed off and became a really good feminist. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> That's usually went- how it starts, right? <laughs> let's see. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to think her cultivation of the self. So she always believed in like self-improvement, self-culture. That's another way of looking at it, right? What we were just talking about. I like that idea of self-culture. Yeah. Like we are our own person. You know, the right. conscious, the conscious like um development of like your own um integrity, your own intellect, you know, um, and, and that's, you know, with, and for these, for the, we're talking, we're starting with some women here. Right. But that's in the age of where like the patriarchy was like barely sharpened. It was just the norm. Right. You know, so like these women are, you know, we, we tip our hats to them our top hats, you know, because it's really important that these women paved their way for us. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let me see. So I want to read something in particular. There's so many things to choose from, and I should have picked this before. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to read this part. So, but um, Fuller was a member of the Transcendental Club that we talked about, which was founded by Emerson and Frederick Henry Hedge. And they were all Unitarians, actually. Other people who were in that club were Thoreau, Theodore Parker, Elizabeth Peabody. So, yeah, she pushed a lot of boundaries. I mean, you know, obviously in terms of like gender, but also feminism. Um, Here's something that's really interesting because people think about this from day to day. Oh, yeah. So she was like a big thing. She has a thing about marriage. She Mm. really liked like what the concept of marriage was, right? Um, She would help women to realize their full potential. And she would call it rouse their latent powers, right? And He addresses the need to actually transform the marriage relationship. So instead of the woman belonging to the man, the marriage should enable two equal partners as an ally to form a whole together. It would be, I love that she says this, ideally marriage is a pilgrimage towards a common shrine. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Fuck. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, that said, I don't want to say, well, she's done so many things that I want. I'll read a little bit excerpt of one of her poems in a minute, just one of her readings. I should say, um, she actually wrote one called the sacred marriage, but she later on in her life had, um, had found like the love of her life. Right. And she was in Italy when she met in 1847, Giovanni Angelo. He was the, he was 10 years younger. Go Maggie. Um, and they became lovers. They had a son in 1848 and then they married the year after. 
Um, and then her and her husband, they fled to Florence. Okay. During the Roman Revo resolution, but then they sailed to the United States together. The ship ran aground in a storm off a fire Island and their bodies were never found. Oh my God. That's, That's wild. Oh my God. Oh my God. Actually, I have a great fire. Island, so, so shout out to all my Long Island peeps. Um, my parents actually, well, it's no, no secret that they, they actually are part of the fire Island preservation society. So I'll be asking some more questions about this. One time um, I was with um, my family and, you know, as a lot of families do, you know, they, they go on hikes on the beach in on a frigid day in January, you know, like that's what, some families do like mine. It makes because, yeah, I was just gonna say it sounds like your family would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Checks you out know, like for a, you. Like a good bunch of transcendentalists. They don't really care what the weather is. They just take a nice walk outside. Right. That's why you only have eight toes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably less from frostbite. But um, yeah, exactly. we were hiking on the beach. We're on the ocean at Fire Island. And we're looking on the ground and we find this enormous piece of chalk. Like chalk. We're like, why is there chalk on the beach? And of course, my dad you know, runs out. He's like, oh my God, that's the chalk from blah, 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 shipwreck. Blah, 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 blah. And it was like, it was. There was like a, a wow. shipwreck right off the coast there again, right at the lighthouse. And like they, they it's now in the exhibit now. So that's I wonder wild. who the heck knows. You know, there could be, mm -hmm. there could be bits of something that's, you know, literally, literally the, the essence, I will say. Of, yeah. of Margaret Fuller and her her beautiful husband and lover. Um, I just want to put on my dating profile that I'm looking for someone to join me on my pilgrimage to a common shrine. Yeah, that exactly. that's so cute. Oh my god! I want that. Love affairs. <laughs> oh my god! They have yeah, to I be know. that epic. Okay, one little thing she'll have to say. Let's see. This. Hide never the full presence from thy sight of mutual aims and tasks, ideals bright, would feed their roots today and all this seeming blight. Truest self. Let's not forget the truest self. That's her words. All right. Yeah. Who else could we move on to? Um, Let's pick a dude. Where is oh okay? This actually makes a lot of sense. Um, this isn't a dude or a person really, but yeah. I was literally <laughs> I was thinking how transcendentalism sounds like very much a lot like romanticism, which mm -hmm. is something that I studied in college, right? Um, which was you know very anti, um not anti-progression, but just sort of wanting to be more appreciative and unified with nature. Um, and actually one of the works that, oh, I just realized this is kind of like Halloween yeah, too. Go, 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 go. That <laughs> one of the works that we studied that um, touched upon both romanticism and transcendentalism was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yes. Which, oh my God. Right. Which was like an explorative piece that is now, you know, I think more regarded as like a horror story of, you know, the dangers of, you know, testing nature, challenging nature. And 
as opposed to viewing yourself and the self as one one amongst nature it's nature versus man mm-hmm. which is always a devastating construction because yeah. it's it never works essentially right. so right. so um, true so i mean i whether or not i don't think she mary shelley was in the transcendentalist club in new england but at the you know at the very least you know frankenstein is a really great i think cautionary tale of you know the obsession with man-made progression yes um, oh my god that's like a fabulous um i don't want to say dichotomy but like just just that fa- that parallel that paradox actually we talked a lot about the paradox this weekend i literally made oh my gosh should i post it you're gonna freak out so here we go now we're getting a little weird folks um <laughs> yeah so that was a sigil so i actually we were talking about the paradox the great paradox so i literally made a sigil out of the word paradox wow like and it came yeah. so it just felt like i needed to make that symbolism of how we should constantly be in this place where we are um questioning and looking for the paradox and things totally you know and maybe totally. that's what it is it's the nature you know like i i picked this beautiful bouquet of like oh, aster and pine and all these things because at the end of the day you could get your your mind full with like you can have your mind full with that intellectual stimulation amongst others and your truest totally. self, or it's the emptiness in what's around you. Right. I mean, yes, we are being talking to by the, you know, we are being spoken to, I should say, by the, the trees and the wind and all that stuff. That's all medicine, right? But just opening our eyes, you know, I was yeah. kind of talking about that a little bit. Aesthetic perception, you know, be romantic, transcend all those things. Totally. So this is like a conversation that should not end. You know what I mean? It's not a, it's, it's also, we should, it's not even a conversation. It's just be. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Share that with, you know, the people that you love and understand you. Yeah, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is such a comforting time of year to find that too. Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. it's so cozy and supportive and it's just, it's, it's really I feel like summer is very much the time of of exploring and external journeys and travels, um, mm-hmm. whereas fall and autumn is is really just sort of about like getting back into the nest, you know, mm-hmm. and and looking around and appreciating your space. Yeah, thousand percent. Um, I have a quote that I will end with that I thought it's a Yates quote too mm-hmm. that. And it's good for this time of year too. And our sharpening our senses, as we said, and sharpening our awareness and and looking above and beyond transcending, Right. right? The world is full of magic things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. I love that. Right? Yeah. So that's, that's somewhat it in a, in a nutshell. Um, Pretty much. I think that, you know, we're get we're a little, we're a little out there today, folks. It's, it's the, it's the aftermath of a, of a serious full moon. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're all thinking clearly. We're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, My therapy session was weird at that time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. So much fun. <laughs> it's all good yeah i'm just sitting here i mean literally i'm just staring out the window right now yeah like are we even having this conversation (laughs) 
I swear to God, we're not high. Sorry, we had five edibles before we started <laughs> no, this we each. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know we did. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm literally drinking tea and eating out of a box of like Jacques Torre chocolate that was gifted to me. It's, Ooh. it's it, oh, yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. love those. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. Delish. Yeah, fuel for all sorts of things. I had a spoonful of edible That's cookie dough last podcast. night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so good. Just ex- mm. the, just the comfort I needed. Amazing. Um, well, onward and upward, folks. Um, I'm going to be reading something spooky soon. And uh, we're going yay! to be, I think we're probably, we'll, we'll be talking about probably human design next time. Or totally. something like that. And Definitely. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah. Bye, guys. Jen Camberary here. Changes in the air, both in the seasons and the celestial times. Majestic Hudson is always here to steady your mind, body, and home. Stay tuned, folks. This fall, we have lots of surprises and giveaways you will not want to miss. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Last but not least, be sure to subscribe to our calendar on MajesticHudson.com and subscribe to our newsletter. See you soon, enlightened beings.